1: Thanks for joining us. We are recording this in March of 2021. And welcome to Episode 38, Subtraction Strategies Before the Algorithm. We have a great shout out for this week. We saw on Twitter that at Megan Lowe GVSD wrote at Mrs. Grassy GV invites students to consider where their understanding lives for math concepts. Encouraging the blend of concrete, pictorial, and abstract. A morning hashtag math moment. Hashtag GV math mindset at Laura and Karina. Wait, it gets better because the teacher at Mrs. Grassy GV wrote, Listening to your podcast inspired me to create that. Thank you. That's so awesome. Yay. That's so, so awesome. We
0: were so happy to see that. Yeah. When <laughs> that came up, I actually, it came up on my watch. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw the picture and I was like, oh my gosh. And I just couldn't wait. I was walking upstairs to my classroom uh-huh. and I couldn't wait to open my phone to see the entire post. <laughs> And yeah, so exciting. And then I think I, I, I replied something like, I can totally picture the students, you know, moving a sticky of where they are in mm-hmm. their thinking or just, you know, recording where they are that day. I, I just love that. So we'd so love awesome.
1: to hear the follow up. Yes. That. What happened? Yeah. How did it go? <laughs> did it help? Did the kids respond well to it? Are they used to it now? Are they...
0: You know that center sweet spot. Are they getting there? Yeah, I know it's it's really been helpful in my classroom. So I I do hope that it's helpful in others. Yep. We do want to reflect on last week's episode. We kind of want to apologize. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> we need to. Uh, we didn't give many mathematical examples, and I, I'm I mean I'm going to blame it on it's it's been a long week. Listen, <laughs> it's Thursday night. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. exhausted. Last, and last week was long. This week has gotten much better. It's it's not. Oh, not for you. Not not
1: so much. I <laughs> gave uh, her that look.
0: <laughs> I think for me, it's the days have been a little. No, the the days have been like so long, but the week felt a little shorter. shorter. Oh, I don't know why. No,
1: definitely this week felt short. Okay, because it was so packed for me. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, so packed. So this week,
0: we will make sure to give... We already have it all planned. We have all our examples. We have
1: mathematical examples that we're going to use, share with you. I have a reflection, and it's not about last week's episode or the week before. It was the week before that where we were talking about counting around the circle and choral counting. At my school, I shared that number sense routine with my third, fourth, and fifth grade teachers, and I got to go in this week and model a lesson of choral counting with the fifth graders, mm-hmm. and I chose one that my students from last year figured out because, remember that carpet that I loved? Oh, yeah. Yes, so that carpet, they were looking at 11s, oh. and my students last year went all the way up to over a 1,000 with I, that. Yes, remember me telling yes. you that story? So I decided to share that little information with my fifth graders this year, And I showed them a picture of some of my students on the carpet. And I started tearing up because I said to them, I miss having you all on carpets. There's no carpets in our classrooms right now. Mm -hmm. And I got to model for the teacher with each fifth grade class how to do a choral count. I got everything ready on Google Slides. So it was very easy for me to just click, 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 click. We hardly got into it. And the kids got stuck which I absolutely loved. Yeah. You know, I would put out my hand to invite them all to say the next number. And uh, you get to that cricket, you know, point or one student says something. And actually, in one of the classes, I got three different answers, which is, yay! Yay! (laughs) I I like to rub my hands together and say, now we've got a discussion. Now things are cooking, right? So we got to have a fabulous discussion about that. But I just wanted to share with everyone that coral counting, listen, it's not just with the littles. I'm telling no. you, you can do it all the way up. Yes, you just
0: reminded me, just today, actually, we were multiplying, I'm reviewing numbers with de- like decimals, mm-hmm. A whole number and decimals. Mm-hmm. We've already done this but okay so we are reviewing okay and right because you always want to go back always and spiraling com- coming back and it was five times two tenths sure no problem and right you're like yeah we no, got this no they didn't <laughs> and it's all good though but <laughs> there's the honesty but i i thought i'm like oh this is the perfect opportunity to do a, a quick little coral count yes so I'm like, I put my five fingers up. you know, mm-hmm. I'm holding them up and I'm like, we're let's let's do this. We're gonna count by two tenths. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do that five times so that we get to our answer. Mm-hmm. Well, in the count, I think there were maybe four kids who counted like out of your whole class out of the whole class because they didn't they didn't know
1: what came after what, two tenths. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, teachable moment. Yes, and I'm glad we had that discussion about coral counting before,
0: right? Because that's
1: now at the front of your mind. Yes,
0: and I think that's something that I've I've learned in the last few months has been to try to integrate these number sense routines throughout the problems that we're working on. You throughout know, throughout your it's daily constant. lesson. Yes, it's not just. During number talk time or during choral count time Mm -hmm. or during whatever time Mm -hmm. that you have set aside, that you want to do it with the curriculum, with the content, with the standards that you're teaching for that day as well. All the time. Yep. And I think that that's how kids are going to make those connections and actually transfer that knowledge and use what they're learning in their number sense routines. In, to generalize it yes. in all
1: situations. Yes. I have some good news. Yes, tell us. <laughs> I know it, but tell us. Oh my gosh, I'm in a book. Which is crazy. That's so crazy. I love it. It is Partnering with Parents in Elementary School Math, A Guide for Teachers and Leaders. And of course, we're going to link it onto the show notes. Yes. And it's by Dr. Hilary Kreisberg and Matthew bay I'm on pages 161 to 163. So I have to tell you, this book arrived last Friday night. And I didn't even realize it came until Saturday. So I think, awesome. I think that was one of those Friday nights I just went to bed at about 7 because I was just so exhausted. Done. Beat. So Saturday morning I get up to walk the dog and I open up the front door and I'm like, ooh, UPS did come! And I, I literally opened up to the index. I was like, let me just see. And my name was there. That's so (laughs) wild. I love it. So it talks about being an advocate for parents to be part of their child's math experience and different things that I've done with parents as far as having parent math nights and everything. Maybe that's another topic we can talk about on a future episode. I think,
0: yeah, I think that would be good.
1: Yeah, and I don't think that's going to be just one episode because parents... Are, are important, very important. And we know if they're not on your side, just makes Thanks. all of our lives yes. a little more difficult. It does. <laughs> it does.
0: All right, let's get into today's topic, subtraction strategies before the algorithm. Mm-hmm. Now, last week we had discussed
1: table one from corestandards.org in the Mathematics Glossary, Table 1, which has 12 different addition and subtraction situations.
0: And then we looked at it a little bit closer Mm -hmm. and noticed that 8 out of 12 situations are addition and 9 out of 12 situations are
1: subtraction. Mm -hmm. So we want to dissect different subtraction strategies that we can use with our students. And funny story, today when I was working with 4th graders, One student said, it was something like six minus two, and she said, six take away two. And I said, stop. The symbol is minus, and actually subtraction is not always take away. So I got to educate the class on that it could be a comparison. Yes. It could be a difference. Yes. You know, the distance between something. It's not always take away. Right.
0: Strategy number one that we discussed right <laughs> yeah like, that we discussed is counting up and i <sighs> think i mean i use this constantly all the time
1: well that's because you have really good number sense well
0: thank you but... well you're welcome <laughs> but i also think it's just it's just easier to think about addition instead of subtraction
1: I also think, though, it has to do with the situation, the numbers that are involved. True. So if it's something really close, like 21 minus 19, yeah. we want the kids to realize, oh, those are really close. I don't want to start at 21 and count all the way back 19 numbers to right. get to two. Right, that doesn't make sense. That we want them to say 19, how many more? Two more, 20, 21. Right.
0: But, you know, there are some examples. Like, I, I thought of... 78 minus 18, that one, you could, I mean, you could do both. It's really, you could, you could remove, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Count backwards. Mm-hmm. But you could also count up. You could, which brings us to our second one, which is counting back. Yes, So the example I thought of was 21 minus 2, right? Which I know is 19 because I just used that problem with the counting up. But 21 and 2 are very far away from each other. Yes. So I wouldn't want to start at 2 and count all the way up to 21. I would want to just start at 21 and count back 2.
0: Yes, that totally makes sense. The example that I also wrote for this, for counting back, Mm -hmm. was 123 minus 59. But if I'm counting back, I guess counting back and counting up, we want to we want to be a little bit more specific with are we counting by ones?
1: Oh, see, and that kind of brings us to our third one, which is decomposing with friendly yes. numbers. Yes. Because that example that you just said, those numbers are really far apart, and I don't think counting up or counting back every single one by one by one by one. Yeah. So it's it not efficient.
0: Yeah, it depends on our definition of what what we're doing with counting up and counting back. If you're counting by ones, then no, right? The the numbers have to be
1: relatively close. Close.
0: But if if you're kind of breaking up the number, mm-hmm. decomposing, decomposing it, which is our th- number
1: 3 like you said, then it it would work nicely. Yes, because you definitely want to get to a friendly number. Now, listen, I'm going to say friendly number, landmark number, compatible number, benchmark number. They all mean the exact yep. same thing. Yep. Okay. I think I just say friendly numbers to the kids, so I just say friendly number to, to you.
0: Yes. <laughs> the example I have there mm-hmm. is 89 minus 44. So okay. here's how I decomposed it. Okay. Ready? I first started with 80 minus 40, because that's nice. That's Those,
1: that's nice. Those are
0: really nice friendly numbers. Mm-hmm. 80 minus 40 is equal to 40.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now I'm going to take four away Kay. because I still I want remember my subtrahend is 44. 44.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna take four away, gets me to 36. Mm-hmm. But remember, I changed that 89 to 80.
1: So you still have nine to deal with.
0: Right. I still have nine in my total. So I have to add that 9 back in because uh I started with a lower number than than I was supposed to. So what if we just made it 90 minus 44? Well, that goes into our next strategy, which is constant Constant difference.
1: difference. So we'd have to change both the minuend and the subtrahend when we're talking about constant difference. Oh, you're right. It would have to be... If I'm giving one more to 89, I have to give one more to 44. So it would be 90 minus 45. So the the example that I wrote down for constant difference was 52 minus 37. Yeah. And again, th- this isn't friendly, right? But I, I want to get to a friendly number. So if I move my hands, let's say I have my hand out for 52. My right hand is out for 52. Uh-huh. I have 37 at like saying in my left hand, and I'm just going to move the same amount of space down to the left, I would now have 51 minus 36. Those still aren't nice numbers to work with. So I would move it again one more to the left, both of them, 50 minus 35. That is much more friendly for me to work with.
0: That is. That's interesting. You know, I was thinking of a
1: a little differently. Uh-huh.
0: I actually... It, you were moving it to the left.
1: I was. I moved it to the right. So 52 minus 37. So yes, you decided I took, to go...
0: I went 53 minus... So 52 minus 37 is okay. the same as... 53 minus 38, Mm -hmm. which is the same as 54 minus 39, Mm -hmm. which is the same as 55 minus 40.
1: Now, I wish we were recording this and putting this on YouTube because we're both, we both have our arms out, (laughs) our (laughs) hands in front of us, and we're we're literally shifting it down. We are. I have to tell you though, this is probably one of my favorite subtraction strategies because when we were at our same school together... Do you remember we had those movable Accordion walls, walls yes. yes. And so I could tack stuff yes. up onto the walls. Actually, those walls were kind of a pain to put stuff up on. What did you use? I think I had to use like those... Velcro. Oh, gosh. That would have been good. Because I, I think I was using tacks, and yeah. they wouldn't always stay. No, Velcro. Ugh, because they were carpeted. Yes. That's what they were. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I had this giant number line that I had printed out, and I would literally... I moved my arms the same amount all the way down to whatever it was to the zero. So maybe it was 15 minus 0. Yeah. And I blew their minds away. Yeah,
0: I listen, I bl- I blow their minds in 5th grade too when I when I talk about constant difference also like that, a strategy never, they've never they don't, thought about or they don't or, remember when that it's been taught mm-hmm. because of you know time or speeding through curriculum or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. it's just not something that they are as comfortable with they just always think of subtraction as
1: removing and standard algorithm right and, let's, yes let's and be real standard algorithm
0: but which I, we're gonna get to <laughs> but i i you know i try to explain it first with with easier numbers right low that, lower right, numbers that, right that it's like it's like 10 minus 7 10 minus 7 is the same as uh uh-huh. 9 minus 6 which is the same as etc et all the way down to but, 3 minus 0 yes right but they just and then that helps obviously when we talk about fractions or when we talk about you know decimals mm-hmm. or whatever but mm-hmm. it's yeah it it blows their mind
1: a little bit yep Which moves us into another way to blow their minds is using expanded form. Yeah. This one, you know how we're always saying, you know, you can't take a, you you have to have the larger number on the top, right? The greater number on the top. Yes. No, you don't. No. If you know what you're doing. So last year when I was teaching parents at one of the parent math nights, which was what I was talking about in the book. Yeah. (laughs) I was working with Hillary and Matthew's book, Adding Parents to the Equation. And one of the strategies that I taught them was using expanded form for subtraction. Mm -hmm. So you have to picture this, everybody. Okay, 137 minus 90. But I didn't write it like that. I wrote 100 plus 30 plus 7, all horizontal. Right. And then I put minus 90 under the plus 30 because we were dealing in the tens place yes so then you put your big line underneath it just like you were doing expanded form 100 minus nothing is 100. well it says in the next column plus 30 and underneath it minus 90. Yes. so i said to them what's the difference yeah. between 30 and 90 60. which symbol has the greater number 90 does so now I have 100 minus 60 yeah and then there was nothing else in the ones column except that plus seven at the top. So I just brought down the plus 7. So now it looks like 100 minus 60 plus 7. So 100 minus 60 is 40 40 plus 7 is 47.
0: Yeah you know there's two things that I got from that I, okay. that I want to I wanted to mention. first that you could also, say well if i have 30 and i'm subtracting 90 i can subtract 30 but i still have to subtract 60. yes right so that that language because i know as elementary kids Mm -hmm. they don't know integers yet right and they don't really understand like it's it's this foreign language negative numbers so saying, well, I have, I can subtract 30, but I still
1: have to subtract 60. I still have to t- take this much away. Right, because if we decompose 90 into 30 plus 60, 30 minus 30 is zero, but you still have to subtract 60. Right. Which is where that minus 60 comes from. Yeah.
0: The other way of seeing it, when you see it in expanded form, mm-hmm. instead of, well, I have 100 minus 90 right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. instead of yes we have them lined up then 30 and the 90 because they're the same place value Mm -hmm. but yep you could just do 100 minus 90 that's 10 that's 10 plus plus
1: 30 plus 30 plus 7 is 47 that's it that's it it's just that flexibility yes. of numbers, thinking the exact you know, same thing. It,
0: it doesn't really matter if you're going to subtract it from the the tens mm-hmm. or if you just go ahead and subtract it from the hundreds because you have enough of those. You do. So just subtract it, Ugh. which yes. is regrouping, right? Like like that's yeah. without that's regrouping, regrouping. <laughs> right? Without regrouping, it's regrouping without regrouping. I love that regrouping without regrouping. The sixth strategy we want to talk about is partial differences.
1: I love this one too. Yeah, go ahead. So the example that we chose was 999 minus 345. So it's really just breaking apart by place value yep. and say, what's 900 minus 300? 600. 600, which you write it under the, the big line, right. right? And then 90 minus 40 is 50, 50, which you write under the 600. And then 9 minus 5 four. Ones is 4, Four yep. ones. And then you add 600 plus 50 plus 4, 654.
0: Right. And when we were talking about this one, you had said, but why are we adding... Cause it's this is traction, where right, this right? is where the confusion gets, especially for the kids. Mm-hmm. But it occurred to me that if you think of partial quotients, and you think of partial products, and you think of partial sums, and now partial, partial differences. differences. They're actually all addition but because all you're of taking the parts. right,
1: right. It's all of the parts, and you're putting all the parts together. together. Exactly. You're combining, yeah. joining, which is addition. Yes.
0: Yes. So this is a really nice moment where maybe something that didn't make sense mm-hmm. now does make sense for
1: kids. Yep. Because it's par- they're all partial. They're all parts, parts of mm-hmm. yes. That was a great connection you made for me. Thank you. No problem. I I made it too. I wasn't listen. I didn't know this coming into this episode. It was just like
0: one of those aha moments. Like, oh, it's all I see it together. Yes, yes. <laughs> I see it together. Right.
1: All the of the, the, the heavens have parted. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> okay, our seventh. Subtraction strategy is standard standard algorithm. algorithm, And we don't need to
0: No, I don't think
1: we do. I mean, this is just
0: the the typical paper, pencil regrouping. I do want to
1: say something about this though. I think, unfortunately, we have some lower level teachers that bring it out way too early. True. Just like standard algorithm with addition. And division. And Multiplication. multiplication with all of
0: them. <laughs> really, let's, let's be I honest. I mean, in Florida
1: and yeah. in Common Core, it's a fourth grade standard to be able to add and subtract with the standard algorithm. Fourth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so much great work we can do in CRA or CPA right. with all of the other strategies right. to get them to the standard algorithm. And
0: multiplication doesn't, the standard algorithm for multiplication doesn't come in until
1: fifth, fifth.
0: And, and division doesn't come in until 6th and by standard algorithm
1: in division we're talking long, long division, division. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep the way that we all learned but with again zero understanding yeah
0: a, a few of the podcasts that i've been listening to also this this common thread has kind of kept reoccurring mm-hmm. and that's that it's just all about what makes sense to them right and what's efficient to the to the student, yes, and that sometimes standard algorithm isn't the most efficient way, uh-huh. and that's okay.
1: Exactly, <laughs> it's okay.
0: I mean, they I've don't said it before. Have to do it every single time,
1: my sixteen-year-old doesn't even use the multiplication standard algorithm.
0: Right? He still does area model. Area model,
1: and uh, hello, wonderful area model. Oh, that's your I favorite. It. I know it's it is. <laughs> All right. Do you have the challenge for this week? I do. Listeners, this week, we want you to dive deeper into a subtraction strategy that you're not familiar with. Let us know how it goes. You can do it on your own. You can do it with a class. See what happens. Thanks for joining us. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and give us a five-star review on your favorite podcasting platform. We invite you to join the conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag learningthroughmath. We'd love to hear your feedback. Make sure to tag us at Laura and Karina. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. To you too.